Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl, thanks for joining me. Today I want to talk about a healing, a blessing that we see in the Gospel in John chapter 9. There's a blind man, blind from birth. Not sure exactly how old this man is at the time of his healing, but he's an adult. We know that because his parents will say later on in this chapter that he's a grown man and that those who want to know how he was healed should go ask him instead of asking them. He's not a child anymore. Jesus finds this man and people start asking him, Rabbi, why is he blind? Did he sin? Did his parents sin? Blindness, it's an illness. It's a bad thing, it's not good. There's no good reason why this happened. They're looking for the bad reason why this man is blind. Jesus says, no, nobody sinned. He's blind so that the power of my Father can be shown through me. It's an interesting statement that he makes. I mean, I think interesting is probably a really lame word to describe it, but it is an interesting statement that he makes because we have a host of people who are looking at this man's condition and saying, bad, 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 this is a, this is a bad situation. It can only come from bad circumstances. The reason why his illness exists has to be something negative. And Jesus says, no, there's a purpose behind this illness. There's a purpose behind this suffering. And that is to glorify God the Father through his Son. Makes you kind of stop and reevaluate. Maybe the things in your life that aren't so great right now. Maybe there's an illness. Maybe there's some other tragedy you're dealing with. Maybe there's just a difficulty you've always had in life that you can't seem to shake. And you ask God and you say, why does this exist in my life? Why is this here? Lord, this problem won't go away. Lord, this illness won't go away. Why is it here? What did I do? What did I do, God, that you won't take this from me? And maybe God's saying to you what Jesus said about this man. It's not because you're evil. It's not because you did something terrible. It's not because your parents sinned. But this situation exists. I've allowed this to happen so that I can be glorified through the miracle that will fix it. There's hope there where people are trying to bring condemnation. Whose fault is this? Jesus comes and brings hope. He says, ah, you think this illness or this problem is about sin when it's actually about glory. Don't ask, what is the bad circumstance that brought about this blindness? But ask, what is the amazing miracle God will bring to cure it? That's the focus. So Jesus, well, he heals this man's eyes with some dirt, some spit, you know, some homemade mud. That's not unusual, right? wrong that's very unusual but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how he healed this man's eyes the fact the important fact is that he healed this man's eyes blind from birth was never able to see all of a sudden sight restored sight he never had to begin with awesome day right awesome jesus gave this man his sight he did exactly what he said he said This man is blind so that the Father can work through me and be glorified. He took the dirt, the clay, he took his saliva, mixed them up, put it on this man's eyes. Man washed his eyes off. Boom, bam, he can see. Everything happened just like he said. Good day, right? 
Well, maybe not so great. Pharisees were there. They heard about this man's eyes being healed, that he was given his sight. Not that he was given his sight back even, because he never had it. He was just given his sight. This is someone who was never able to see. Can you imagine? Can you imagine only being able to see ever with your hands by touch? You can hear things. You can feel things. You can smell things. You can taste things, right? You can take in the world around you through all these other senses, but you just can't see. You can maybe imagine in your mind what everything looks like around you or what people look like around you. If you can even imagine what a person looks like when you've never seen one, I don't know how that works. But just picture this guy's eyes opening for the first time and being able to see everything around him like normal. It wasn't like he had partial vision or cloudy vision or blurry vision. No, he could see. So you take that joy, that excitement, not just his, but his family's, right? Everyone who knew him, who loved him and was close to him, to be able to see him see for the first time. And in the midst of what had to have been a great celebration, the Pharisees come, pointing fingers, asking questions. What do you mean you couldn't see and now you can? Well, who could do that? Who is this man? What, do you, what are you trying to say about him? Are you trying to say this is a man of God? Are you trying to say this is the Christ? Are you trying to say this is someone through whom our father worked to give you your sight when you didn't have sight before? Couldn't possibly be this guy. That can't be what you're saying. And they press him and they press him and they press him. And he starts to get a little snarky. He's like, look, I've, I've answered you a couple times now. I told you how I got my sight back. I told you who did it. You keep asking me questions about him. What, you want to be his disciples too? They didn't appreciate that comment. But the man, of course, understandably, was frustrated. He says, I have experienced a ridiculously crazy encounter with God. I'm telling you about it. The whole point of this experience is for God to be glorified. And you're trying to use it as some kind of way to discredit his son that that that's what they're doing they're taking the work of the father and somehow trying to twist it around for their own purpose their own agenda to discredit the son through whom god performed this incredible work and the man's not having it he's threatened with being thrown out of the synagogue if he keeps saying this if he doesn't tell them the truth which to them the truth is just what they want to hear right that That's the truth to them. They don't want the truth. They want what they want to hear. And the man says, I I can only tell you what happened. Let the chips fall where they may. You know, getting thrown out of the synagogue then, it wasn't like, well, you can't come worship with us. That, That was not the extent of that punishment, we'll say. Getting thrown out of the synagogue means you're not a part of this community anymore. Sorry. Excommunication. You might physically be here in this town or in this village, you're not a part of our community don't expect communication don't expect support what you can expect really is to be obviously clearly ostracized for all to see that's what you can expect people to sometimes act like you're not even here and when they do recognize your existence it's not going to be positive imagine god giving you maybe the only blessing you ever wanted i don't know maybe this guy was living life and thinking to himself I don't care what I ever have, what I ever receive. All that matters to me is I want to see. 
Maybe he just wanted to see the faces of his family and friends. Maybe he just wanted to see the trees swaying back and forth because he could hear that, right? The strong winds blow. You can hear the leaves moving. You can't see them. Maybe it rained and he would think to himself, wow, I can feel this water. I wish I could see it. What does this look like? What does the storm on the sea look like? I can hear it. I can feel it. It gets cold. It gets wet. It's loud. But I can't see it. I can't experience it completely. So imagine God giving you that. And along with this great blessing comes all this other garbage. Because the blessing of God put a target on his back. Nothing he could control. Nothing he would have designed. But that's just what happened there and then with these people. So I asked myself, well, what if God had given him a choice and said, all right, you can have your sight and then you have to deal with all of this extra nonsense. Or you can stay in a synagogue. You can remain in your community in good standing, even though people think the reason you're blind is because there's some kind of sin in your family somewhere, but mostly in good standing. You can keep that. So you can have your sight and be ostracized by this community, be cut off, no support, no friendship, no love, no fellowship, or you can stay blind and be a part of this community. I don't think that guy would have taken more than a second, maybe half a second, to answer that with, of course I want my sight. Of course I do. Why wouldn't he? I don't think that would have been a choice at all to make. And I think that's a priceless lesson for us, especially this day and age. The reason I can say I'm confident he would have picked his blessing over being in good standing in that community is because they gave him every opportunity to give them the answer they wanted so that he wouldn't pay the price for receiving this blessing of God, honestly, in truth. And he didn't take that opportunity. He stuck to his guns. No, I'm, I'm just going to tell you what this man did, and you can deduce who you think I'm saying he is based on what he did. I can just tell you what he did, and that's what he did, and that's the truth. So I don't care. Throw me out. I have my sight because this man did a miraculous thing. You don't think God's blessings for us today will put targets on our backs with the enemy? You don't think that being a child of God who is blessed, who functions in the miraculous or whose life is an example of miraculous intervention by God, you don't think that puts targets on our backs? Of course it does. We're in a spiritual war here. It's warfare. So I think the question from God today is, do you want to be blessed at all costs? Is that what you want? Do you want to operate in what I have for you at all costs? Is that what you want? This man said yes. I don't care what the repercussions are. I have my sight. This is how it happened. You think what you want, you do what you want. Do we have the same attitude today? Do we want God's blessing at all costs, meaning whatever it costs us? Do we want God to operate through us and show his mighty power through our lives, even if that means being cut off by some, ridiculed by others, questioned by the very people we love and respect and look up to as authority figures? I hope our answer is yes. God, do your amazing work through me, no matter what that means for me, 
no matter what comes along with it, no matter what that brings into my life, Father. I just want your blessing so badly that the rest does not matter. I hope that's the attitude we have today and tomorrow and the next day. But it would have been easy for that blind man to curse God for his blessing because immediately it brought conflict and turmoil into his world that didn't exist before. It would have been very easy for him to say, "Ugh, seriously? You're going to give me my sight and then it's just going to create this crazy problem, not just for me, but for my whole family? It would have been very easy for him to curse God for that blessing, but he didn't. He praised God. He said, I'm going to take this blessing no matter what comes with it. Remember that when God shows up in a big way. And maybe it, you know, it's not all roses on the other side like you thought. Maybe it brings some conflict, some questions, some judgment, some discomfort from others who don't quite believe. Just remember, just praise God from whom all blessings flow, even if it brings us something we don't desire. If the purpose is for his glory, then I hope we say yes. Father, thank you, God, for all the blessings you bring our way, and we ask you to work even more in our lives in that manner, God. Bring us the miraculous. We don't care what comes along with it. Father, if the goal here is for you to be glorified through us, through your work in us or in our lives or in those around us we love, Father, we say yes to that. We want you to be glorified at all costs because we know there is a greater reward than what we see. So, Father, thank you for using us. Thank you for working through us. Thank you for giving us spiritual sight, taking the scales off our eyes, allowing us to see for the first time. Thank you for that blessing, God. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.